a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Orlando One Review. Thank you for listening. We are at an undisclosed location, deep in the heart of Orlando while we're doing this right here. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, of course, for making this thing happen. Their 2021 line is uh, deeper than ever before. The Zone Pro goggle, the muck-off guys are using it this year, and they've already got a podium with JB10 with the uh, Zone Pro goggle and a Formula Helmet, of course, uh, always doing great things with Rion technology. So thanks to those guys for uh, coming on. And uh, flyracing.com, go to your local dealer or your favorite e-tailer and check that out. also want to thank the folks at Coba uh, Links, Renthal, Maxis, and Motorsport.com, all on board with us uh, to the, do this podcast. So uh, good things are going to talk about here and uh, lots to get into. So first up, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. up, JT? I'm good. We are deep in Orlando. Deep in the heart of deep, Orlando. Yeah. Deep, uh, I don't know why we always have to say we're in undisclosed locations in these cities, but we're here. We are in another residency. Is this a residency with a back-to-back? I no, this is normal. not a residency. No, <laughs> no, this is like Atlanta 1, Atlanta 2 okay. a few years ago. All right. Uh, I don't know if anybody can hear the uh, terrific background music we got it's going fantastic. on. fantastic. It's uh, a total eclipse of the heart it by is. Bonnie Tyler. Uh, also on the line from Racer X, Racer X Online, he's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. You were not Take at Orlando Audio 1. way too seriously, bro. No one can hear that. No one can hear JT's ice. I try to do this uh, with my phone. You started headset, this. But it wasn't acceptable. You started Unbelievable. This. All I have to stand out from above the crowd of 800 other podcasts is my audio quality. And I will not sacrifice it no matter where I am. No one can hear this background music. Stop apologizing. Okay. You're fine. All right. Yeah. Th- thanks to the folks at Fly, of course. Renthal as well. Kenny Roxon, Cooper Webb running Renthal and going 1-2 in the main event last night. So thanks to the folks at Renthal.com. Fat Bar 36, the regular Fat Bar, the Twin Wall Bar, the uh, old 7 8 that, that made them famous from back in the day. More championships, uh, Renthal, than all the other competitors combined. So Renthal.com, chains as well. They've got great chains and grips and sprockets and handlebars. Renthal.com for more information. Grab life by the bars. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires. Uh, A-Ray using Max's Tires. Not this past weekend, but uh, Rod Bell was and Jeremy Smith were as well. MXSTs developed by some guy named Jeremy McGrath. Uh, light truck tires, SUV tires, uh, mountain bike tires, the Minions I have on my mountain bike today when I went out in uh, Florida to mountain bike. They work great. So thanks to Maxis.com, guys, uh, for coming on board. Please check them out for uh, any kind of tire needs that you need. Uh, Maxis will have you covered. So, And, again, Cobalinks Motorsport on board, uh, Arma and Onyx Maps. So 
Uh, all right. Orlando won. Lots to get into when it comes to Orlando won. Uh, first up, though, Weege, would you like to declare another victory? Oh, I took the win. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Taking the W. It was <laughs> awesome. There were three winners. Jet Lawrence, Cooper Webb, and Jason Wygant taking the win. Uh we Is that what you were getting at? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, that's exactly what I was I getting at. You and, sure. you and JT's never-ending battle for weather supremacy uh, comes a, comes a, comes atop uh, for you this week, Wygan. I mean, I, you know, you take the L sometimes, but I look, it looked bad, JT. It looked bad. Well, you guys weren't at the track, and yeah, I mean, I'm more happy than anybody that didn't rain. Sitting in, through a mud race sucks, so I'm glad we got a great race, but man, around... Uh, 10, 10, a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., <laughs> it was full-on Florida thunderstorm rain. Uh, the entire pit area was underwater. Uh, the WPS Fly Racing pit activation area was a complete lake. I'm sure everyone saw all the Instagram videos and everybody yeah. that, you know, the stuff that everybody was posting in the track was underwater. So another great job by the Dirtworks crew. Uh, I was most concerned about the start area and the areas that they didn't cover, but... I mean, it just shows you how good they've gotten at this. Uh, we did dodge a bullet, though. If we would have gotten another rain shower after they pulled the tarps at around 2, I think we would have been in big trouble. there was one coming. It was supposed to be, yeah, yeah. and it kind of dissipated at the last minute. So uh, I think, you know, congrats yeah. to Weege, but in the end, everybody won. It was great. The track was great. Uh, dirt it was. was fantastic. Uh, the first practice was slippery. They, they cut one practice, so it was only two. And first uh, first practice was kind of slippery. The guys were struggling a bit. But Weege, Congratulations. Yes, I mean, this is just my theory, that as long as it doesn't rain from about 5 p.m., that's about as late as they can go. If it doesn't rain between 5 and 10 p.m., it doesn't really matter uh, what happens beyond that. But I am going to ask this. I'm definitely not conceding this victory. Like, I've taken the win. I'm claiming it. I'm stamping it. It's locked in a safe for sure. Can't take that away from me. But is there a chance that the track was the slightest bit, slightest bit affected, as in it was a little bit more one line in some of the corners? Because when the track first starts drying out, if you go outside the main line, you're in the quagmire, and then no one goes there. JT, can you, you can I? You want to take a little bit? No, of that a little nope. bit. Nope. I think the track was perfect on all lines. Uh, oh, okay. Just watching them work on it, and then um, you know there really wasn't a whole lot of things going on. Like after they closed the fan fest, we were all kind of in the stadium, and they're. You know, this stadium being older, um, there's not as much uh, of the newer conveniences, I guess, things to go to, concession stands. So everyone was kind of in the stands and just watching from a very early time all the way into opening ceremonies. So I got to watch them work on the track quite a bit. It was as good as it could possibly be leading into that first heat race. So as far as, you know, offering me some sort of consolation prize for the track not being, you know, uh, usable on the outside lines, I'm going to pass. I think the track was as good as it was going to get. I uh, it it did look tough to pass. It did oh yeah, yeah. Into, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. because not, of the rain. Not because of the rain. Yeah. But when I looked at it initially, I thought to myself, "Oh, this is going to be a good track." I thought there'd be uh, three three before the finish. I thought they'd go three three before that uh, in that lane before that. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the rhythm uh, by by the start straight, which they ended up doing. I thought it was flowy. I thought it would. T- I like stuff that is big that yep. only a few guys can do, and I thought we'd see that. But then when I saw some unseated guys doing that three three three. I'm like, okay, well, that's basic. And then the other rhythms didn't turn out the way I thought they would. And then the guys were just – so then when you're not going outside to triple, you're now just going inside and rolling and double. So it turned out to be, uh, yeah, rather one-lined. But 
whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the track was really difficult though. Um, you know, it was tough to pass, but I think the track being one lined in the main event, it kind of didn't matter because there were guys making mistakes all over the place. If you watch them, you know they were missing rhythm sections and. It was uh, mistake central. So the one line factor, I would agree with. The hard to pass factor, I would agree with. But the you were almost racing the track more than you were racing each other because guys were just trying to put the rhythm sections together late in the main events. You look at uh, so Webb wins, uh, gets gets early, takes advantage of a mistake to get by two guys. Kenny follows him. You know Zach made a mistake and could only get by Barsha because Barsha then made a mistake late in the race. Tomac comes up. You know, Marvin and Anderson kind of finished where they started. Anderson made a little bobble there. And in the 250s, Jet got the whole shot. Colt was second. Craig was third. And they followed each other the whole race. So I think that that is an indicator of, you know, not not the jumpiest, hardest track. Do you think it was, a lot of that was because it was so hard to pass? Because I I don't have a lot of evidence to disagree with. I'm more posing a question. I didn't see a lot of really challenging. Like, Barsha definitely was trying to get around Osborne a few times. But other than that, it didn't really seem like there was a lot of, like, battling at all. It, yeah. I, like, yes, they couldn't pass, but I also didn't see him really get close enough to pass either. Right. So, I don't know whether, I mean, the, the track was definitely yeah. to pa- hard to pass on, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of, like, guys waiting either. Like, man, I can't yeah. find anywhere. It, like was, they were was just, wo- it was whoops or, or anything. You yeah, know, that and was it. Because seemed like the guys were really struggling like the the amount of crashes the amount of close calls like the track looked really treacherous i'm uh weed you weren't here you're just not dedicated enough you don't want, don't it, want enough. it he does don't not want, want it. it but um i knew it was coming but i actually i'm actually glad you weren't here oh wow because oh. jb led two laps and i just i mean it, it goes from we're lucky to be here we're 37 years old for god's sake cut us a break <laughs> to now I can't imagine what you would have been like grabbing, you know, JB10's leading a few laps. Oh, blowing by the leader in the booth. <laughs> blowing by the race leader um, with our superior whoop speed. Always been a trademark of ours. Yes. And uh, we were in a bit of a tough spot, you know, um, with Roxon and Webb right behind us. So that made it tough. Well, so, uh, and the, other, unfortunate the, way it worked out. the other fly racing rider, I thought almost cleaned him out. <laughs> Zacho. But then I talked to Brayton after the race yeah. and, Bra- and Brayton's like, nah, it was fine. And Zach said he didn't even remember it. So like, that whatever. Was crazy. Yeah. But he did yeah. not remember. Yeah. The, the, the getting sideways in the whoops. Zach- Osborne looks like he's so close to disaster and he doesn't remember it. Yeah. He gets pretty loose. You guys watch Zach ride. Yeah, like yeah. I think his, his uh, idea of almost crashing versus ours is a little different maybe, because Zach, I, Zach is a little bit more comfortable riding on the edge than I think most riders uh, at his level are. So, um, and JB, you guys, we each lost your front brake. Yeah, it was very odd. So, okay, I don't expect us to be able to quite maintain the pace of Webb and Roxon. Very few people can. Uh, but then things started happening in a hurry. And then there were even spots you could see Brayton was almost checking up in sections. Uh, and then you're like, okay, he's got an actual problem here. Yeah. But then four laps later, he hasn't even lost any position. So I'm like, how? How is it? How are all these things happening? Like he's looking bad, then he's looking normal, then bad. So it was good to hear after the fact that it, yeah, his front brake started he, going away and then went away altogether. Yeah, he sh- um, he so could have. Makes a little sense. You think he can be six or seven? He can be AP Marv level with that start, right? Like like what, I I would gather a sixth, seventh, eighth place guy. So, well, that whole yeah. group has been so close all right. year. It's very much star cross. And, and, you know, that's kind of the way 
the Houston two worked out, right? Maybe he was the fifth best guy, sixth right. best guy, and then two guys crash and end up third. So to think you'd go for to eleventh. Yep. Um, but who knows, man? The field is so so tight. It is. It is. So Webb doesn't really look good all day. Gets seventh in the heat or whatever. Just kind of rode around. Uh, the practice was good though. Again, he's been way better these last two races in qualifying. True. Um, yeah. But then, man, he looked great. He uh, look the lappers were a problem for sure for for most of these guys to tr- in in both classes. Worse so in the two fifties as we've seen. But um, man, yeah, fantastic. Uh, if you're if you're Webb, that's awesome. And also, although Kenny loses three points, JT. What are you going to do? You, you got to just, you know, you, you, he won three in a row. I think if you're Kenny, you're happy too. Yeah, I think it was really important though because if you flip the script and you could have left there, you know, if, if Roxon stays ahead of him and Roxon yeah. wins and Webb second, well, it's like... Remember, Os- or Webb got Osborne, or Webb. Webb got Roxon. Yes. Yes, so like it was right. very turning out to be a Roxon thing. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm just saying if, yeah. if you would have flipped them, the race would have felt the same, like crazy good race very similar to indy indy three they're so close like you just know that their paces are so similar and they feel like the best two guys right now but the difference between 13 points and 19 points is pretty significant Mm -hmm. and it would have been the same real feeling leaving there yeah but i think that six point swing is a pretty big deal uh you know and we're not even halfway through the series i get it but to have the same vibe or the same like man those two guys are good but that really is a big deal, I think, for long-term, having that swing go back in Webb's way. Because, again, that would have been four in a row for Roxon. It would have been 19 points over uh, Webb, and it would have been, what, another, like, 32 or something like that over Tomac. Like, that would have been a big deal. And and I know it didn't change everything, but 19 yeah. versus 13, you still can't underestimate that. And you still, if you're Webb... And I wrote about this last week. You have to find ways to slow the momentum. Even if you're not like, okay, we didn't change the whole, you know, direction of the series, but it, you have to get those points back somehow and you have to start chipping away. So when I look at it and I think we're seven rounds in and at 13 points, I'm like, no big deal. That's nothing. Not even halfway. But if you start getting 19, then what if Roxanne beats him next weekend? Then you're up to in the 20s. Like, it starts to get away from you pretty fast. And I think that's what Tomac's kind of looking at is like, man, he's like, I'm 29 points down here. Like, that's a yeah. big problem. Yeah, I think, uh, again, Roxanne was in position to this race. If, if it wasn't for Osborne and Brayton kind of getting in the mix and slowing things up, this race was setting up for Webb to follow Roxanne for 22 laps. Yeah, you know, but but luckily Webb got it. And but you, it yeah, for yeah. for Webb, you have to. It doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah, it, yeah. Brayton, but knocking down whatever. Yeah. You've got to find ways to wow. change it because that was happening over and over. Rick Roxon's getting up front, and then it's on Webb to find some heroic pass late in the race. And at some point, Roxon's going to figure that out, which maybe he did at any yeah. three. So right. I think Webb really did what he needed to do in that scenario, which is get in front, just find a way to get in front of him, no matter what. Yeah, Weege, for me. Like, Roxon's one mistake by uh, Osborne there to staying in front of Webb and run, winning four in a row. So that's why I'm saying if you're Kenny, you're literally like, that 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 that, that win was there. It was actually the Brayton. It was oh, Brayton. Was it Brayton? That, that okay, so it was your guy. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, it was your guy. Uh, which is ironic, right? Because JB's been texting us saying uh, when he has a bad race, oh, Honda called in orders. You know, just clear the way for Kenny. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And then other times it'll be like, we, we were told it's game on this week. We're yeah. good. Kenny's got a big points lead. Uh, and then that was actually materializing. Like, is he going to – he actually looked over Brayton at Kenny when they were 1-2. Yeah. 
And I'm like, is he going to just let him buy? Because we've seen Brayton do this before, right? Oh, where he makes yeah. it. Also, too, very easy. Uh, Brayton told me that was his practice bike. His motor, his race motor, never showed up. So he rode his <laughs> practice bike. Oh man, yeah. So. Was it a uh, Kiefer's motor? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, God knows. Right? Still, yeah. still the Kiefer motor. JT. Anyway, Brayton looked over at him, and yeah. he made it easy on Kenny a few times in the situation. But this time he right. did not, and that did allow Webb to get by. But as Webb commented after the race, um, I think I think it put Webb in a position he has not been in. It's usually him being the chaser, right? Yeah. And and then for geez, what four or five laps? Like Kenny was all over him. So uh, I think that was a good test for Webb. I, I don't think he necessarily expected I will be in the lead by lap four or whatever yeah. it might have been. Yeah. And it was not the way he normally has the race play out, but he managed to win it. And uh, like JT said, I think it's just. All right, I'm not saying I'm going to win five in a row, but this is just manageable. And if there's a mistake at right. some point, he's right yeah. in it. Well, and you know, rocks and starts were there again, and his speed were there again. So we're yeah, we're looking. Nothing has changed from last week outside of that three points. See, and for um, me, I think with Webb, I don't think he has any issue with pressure. Like if Kenny's all over him. I just, yeah. man, well, Webb Web seems like the ultimate race manager. That was my next question. The announcers in the stadium were really hyping up. Is 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 uh, Kenny going to do to Webb what Webb mm-hmm. always does to him? At no point did I think that no. was going to happen. Like, no. I, I'm just like, no, Kenny's, because I looked at the track and I looked at the passing and I looked at Coop and I'm like, he's, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I, I always feel like that Cooper is one step ahead yeah. in those scenarios, right? right? He's, and I don't know why, I don't know what he does, if it's just an innate, quality that he has in his racecraft, but I never get nervous about Webb giving up a spot the last couple laps. Yeah. It just seems like he's already got every move planned out and he's like, oh, well, he can go here, so I'm going to go here. And yeah. if you flip him, it's yeah. the other way. You're like, yeah, yeah. Webb's oh, going to yeah. make You're a like, move oh, here. Like, What's he going to pull out? Right. But I never felt that way at all. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I was like, okay, yeah, Kenny's getting close because of lappers or whatever, but uh, nothing's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting to, uh, to see that. Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good race by both those guys, and I lost my train of thought for my next uh, thing I was going to say. Yeah, I don't, the only reason I, at the very beginning, yeah, I didn't think at the end, right. just because of lappers, maybe Kenny's going to close. I did wonder those first couple laps when Webb suddenly found himself in the lead, maybe unexpectedly, yep. and Kenny was right there, and Kenny's usually really good at the beginning. I'm like, I wonder if Kenny can get him back here. But yeah, the last five laps, I, it got closer than I thought it would. I, but text, it didn't, uh, I, texted, uh, I yeah. texted Coop for a in- post-race interview. He said he was a few beers in. So couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> Gotta love that. Gotta love, love it. it. That uh, is awesome. Um, so uh, as I told Osborne last, well, JT. Yes. Fly was one and two. They were in a four fifty event. Very short amount of time. Uh, Fly racing. Were. Yes, but I wasn't even excited. It was great TV time, but it didn't really feel like as much as we all want Brayton to stay up there. You're like, this is great, but can he hold on to a podium? Right. Can he hold on to a f- top five? Okay. It didn't feel right. like the I win. You'd be more excited. That was great. Okay. But How dare I, you? I wanted. I just wanted a good finish for Brayton. Right. But did you really? I, you didn't think Brayton was going to win, right? Like, no. not with those guys up there with Webb and Roxon right. like in the top five. Um, so Osborne was leading. Then he uh, uh, made a mistake. Barsha got by, and then I thought that's how it's going to end here with JB getting third Bar- and Osborne getting fourth. But thankfully, our guy Wacko was rewarded for what has been a kind of a shitty bad luck kind of season for him so far. And Barsha's the one who made the mistake in the whoops. Uh, Osborne was jumping them. Bam Bam was skimming them. Bam makes the mistake, and uh, Osborne gets him late for third. I'm glad, Weege, that he got third so he can just relax a little bit. 
Are you saying it's a little like Marv getting the podium last week? Right, right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Just, just I, Osborne should be rewarded more for his riding, yeah. and, he, and he finally had something go his way. You know, something is different to me about the way the races unfold uh, than where it did. You know, if you want to go back to 07, for example, which was the well, – I'm sure we'll get into that. It was talked about quite a bit that this is the 07 track. Oh, I, I, I don't did, know. If it's yeah. the, I didn't hear yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear that? No. They didn't mention that? No. <laughs> I um, I don't know if it's that the, we have 20-minute mains now or because the field in general, so many riders are so much closer and more capable. Uh, race management, to me, is so much bigger of a deal. Like, I feel like back in the day, it was like, whatever you had, wherever you were in the first – six or seven laps, that's where the race is going to be. I mean, Zach's race was falling apart. He not only made the mistake and lost spots, but then he was not really on pace. And at one point, Savachi was setting him up to go around him. And I'm like, dude, it's one thing for Zach to get a bad start and have Mm -hmm. a mediocre finish. It's going to be even worse if he gets the whole shot and gets seventh or eighth here. And then, kind of like Zach does, he's just a veteran guy, right? He just straps in. He figures it out. Well, he switches to the right side of the whoops and starts jumping. And lo and behold, he pulls back away from that group. He latches on to Barsha. I don't feel like that type of stuff. The way Webb wins races, the way Zach recovered, I don't feel like we used to see that as common uh, back in the day. And now it's kind of normal. Your guy, your guy Brayton said he saw Osborne's jumper line and was, and was loving it. So he switched to it. He said he should have done it sooner. Um, oh, it was night and day for, for Zacho. Yeah, when he, yeah. When he got that, um, yeah. And we'll, and we'll talk about uh, one of the 250 guys that really struggled there uh, all night. Yeah. Um, Bam got fourth. Uh, good ride for him. Rocks and Webb were, were better. Um, you know, those guys kind of lost touch a little bit of those two. But but after Justin's de- – well, he finished last week, but he needed that. Yeah. A third would have been better. Um, Tomac, fifth. He was coming till about – Eight minutes to go, and then he looked tired. He looked like he was – his first laps, again, not good. Um, he worked his way up. He was going as fast as the leader most of that time. And then, dude, I just think he got tired. I, I do. <laughs> I, 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 not – like, not exhausted. Yeah. But he just – he stopped charging. Yeah, I wasn't watching him super closely. I was watching the leaders. I was marking him to see if he was catching those guys, and then he definitely lost intensity. Uh, I have rarely seen him get tired, so you wonder if he burned his clutch up or who knows. But he could have. I mean, yeah. maybe he just, you know, got I think cramped. He, I think or, he was working hard, yeah. yeah. He was he was on it. I, I was marking him for third. I'm like, I think he could yeah. get third here. Uh, and then he kind of, like, stopped the charge. And Anderson was catching him. Yeah. So to me, when Anderson's getting you late in the race, like I, I, I don't know, maybe there's a bike problem, but um, Anderson went down though, like three laps to go or something. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he tangled with McElrath, yeah. um, just trying to go around him the corner before the finish, which was really tricky. Yep. McElrath moved, but then I think he thought Anderson was going to get in there quicker. So like McElrath checked up and then was like anticipating Anderson going by and then moved into the line and they just fell together. It was like the worst crashing with a lapper is like the worst possible scenario for everybody. Yep. Yep. Um, Funny how we didn't hear much about that though. No outrage. It's almost like it happens in racing. (laughs) It was a little bit different, but yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to take the side of Vince Freezy in every scenario, I'm not taking the side of Vince Freezy, but a lapper took Anderson out. Well, Um, and honestly, Anderson was, more the culprit like Anderson took both of them down if you really want to really break the, down the crash but yeah it sucks still with a lapper uh so yeah Anderson was charging hard and and, and was Anderson. he ahead of uh, Plessinger and and Marv at that oh, point yes. Anderson oh yeah, yeah he yeah. pulled he, away he was catching he, had pulled he was away catching Eli like I was like oh boy yeah. 
He left Marvin. Yeah. Like Marvin was trying to pass Anderson at one point, and then and, Plessinger yeah. got got Marvin and was trying to. And then Anderson was like, "All right, I'm out of here," and left and, both of them. And Anderson looked good all day. Yeah. Like no, he he was on the move before yeah. that happened. Right. All day and practice, he looked good. You know everything else. So. Heat race was good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was uh, he was definitely riding very well. And, and yeah, he's got to be bummed. Uh, what did he end up getting? Uh, eighth. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Eli JT, you mentioned this. Uh, it is over a race now. Yeah, a race. yeah. Twenty nine points yep. is not yep. not something he wants to see, especially nope. when you're looking up at Webb and Roxon. And maybe in the past you'd be like, okay, Kenny's going to struggle down the stretch, which we don't know. I, you know, it, it certainly happened in the past, so maybe it happens again. But he definitely doesn't want to look up and see Webb with a big points lead. I can promise you that. Some people think Kenny's going to run into. I an understand. Issue. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Right. It, so if you if that's your thesis, then you're not super stressed. Some people think that you do, but I think. Right. He definitely doesn't want Webb to get a bunch of points here because no. that's not the case with Webb, right? Yep. Webb's if Webb gets twenty plus points out there, it's going to be very difficult to deal with. I don't think anyone come from. I'm not saying it can't be done, but yeah. has anyone come from this far back at this stage and and third? Well, RC right at the da- Daytona that year. Yeah, series doesn't Dude, he even wasn't start that far back until Daytona. He was twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. He, he was, was twenty seven back. Yeah, going into Daytona. Series starts at Daytona. Yeah. Um. Uh. All right. We uh, we each AP good ride for him another good one that's that's two in a row I think for AP so yeah so uh, for those that couldn't see like so I'm learning myself here I went back and rewatched the race and then I'm looking at the, the uh, lap charts and everything trying to figure out who was where so what you don't see is you know as the battle with Kenny and Cooper started the Titan again they went back to that so yeah I see Marvon Anderson and yeah. I think Plessinger's behind them yeah and uh, uh, Marv. <laughs> tries to get Anderson after the finish and Anderson just hangs a right. And it's like, here's some tough blocks. Yeah. Get around that. Yeah. Uh, then Marv goes after him again. They almost collide. That was incidental. It was just Anderson cut down. So you're saying after that, Anderson actually pulled away. Cause it, to me, it looked like Anderson was just riding a wide bike to hold Marv off. No. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was coming. He got, he got faster, but, but yeah, he got faster. And then somewhere through all that, Plessinger, who was like 11th at one point, yep. ends up ahead of everybody. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite see AP and Mookie were going at it for a little bit. Uh, that was pretty interesting to watch. And then Mookie had one of those JT, just like we saw him at Houston. Yeah. He had like yeah. a like a half a lap where mm-hmm. he looked like, I thought he had a bike problem. Big problems, yeah. Well, like, he almost crashed in the whoops about 30 times. Okay, so maybe he was yeah. it, gathering it, himself. He didn't look comfortable right. at all. So I don't know what exactly was going on. Normally the whoops are a strong suit, I need to, I need to look but at he was here. having a really tough time in the whoops. And I had him on my fantasy team, so I was watching him really closely. Right. And they were just not coming together for him. So, yeah, there's a 55 and a 54 that yep. stand out for Mookie amongst 52s and 53s. Yep. And that, like, I thought something was wrong with his bike, the way he rolled a couple of sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, almost like he has to like regroup and think about stuff again. So. Not sure. I mean, mistakes right. were the theme of that for everybody in both classes. It yeah. was really tough to put laps together. So who knows? Right. Uh, yeah. Muskan, not a great start for Marv. Um, I was, it was kind of a weird, like you don't see him work. Like he charged up, was trying to get Anderson and then he went backwards. Yeah. And I talked about this earlier today a little bit that, if Marvin's analyzing his race, he practices with Osborne and Webb every day, right? Every time they ride, they're all together. If he's looking at the race, he's like, damn it. Because Webb was half a lap ahead of him. I mean, literally half a lap ahead. And then Osborne was 
15 seconds ahead. Like, that's not good. Yeah, but that's start cross. I don't he, I, I'm he, just telling Mar- you, Mar- like, was 13th when Osborne something. was fourth and fifth, he was two seconds ahead of Marv. I was watching this. Like, Marv had Anderson in front of him, and then that battle with Osborne was right in front of that. He could see them. Like, when he would come out of the corner after the finish line, he could see Osborne going into the first corner. And then those guys were just gone, and Marvin dropped back. Like, I don't know if he just, who knows, right? Arm pump, got winded, bike issue, whatever. But he definitely lost the pace. I don't have Marv anywhere. I have Marv nowhere near five positions of Osborne. When he was right behind Anderson, what place were they in? Uh, they were in 10th and 11th. Yeah, that could have been a 4th, 7th, maybe. That, and Osborne I, was 4th. Yeah. And, but he, I, and they were and they were 10th and 11th. Right, and I'm not saying they were – I'm not saying right. he was right behind him, but I'm saying right. that group that he was behind was right up there. And I'm like, Marv could get into that battle, and then no. Yeah. He, I mean, he's – how far back was, uh, was Marvin from Osborne at the finish line? Yeah, I don't know. A lot. I mean, it should but, say in their official results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, provisional results. In the press release, uh, Marv said he hit mud behind the gate. And 23, like, 23 seconds. Yeah, 23 seconds is uh, a lot. Wow. Yeah. So, um, uh, in the press release, says Marv hit mud behind the gate, and I'm like, behind the gate? What? So, I guess uh, he doesn't understand what in front of the gate <laughs> means. So, I'm like, yeah. the gate is metal, and behind that, why would you be starting back there? So, you watch. There's like a pack of guys, and they all go like 30 feet out of the gate, and then suddenly Marv just stops moving practically, like yep. goes 10 miles an hour slower than everybody else, right. and spit out the back, and then is last going into the first turn. I mean, I don't know what the deal. Like Marv has been last so many times. Yeah, I think four times. Oh, no, yeah, it's very unlike him. And then last week he benefited from the freeze, Barsha Tomac yeah. thing, and gets a third. Right. So uh, yeah, it, it's been a weird season for Marvin Muskan. I hear. Look, I was going to say in our preseason shows, I said, like, is there a chance that Anderson and Marv, who were as good as anybody in, say, 2018, right? Yeah. That they've lost 2% since then. And I said they they have. I I, agree with that. Yeah, and that's not like they suck now, but it's like in this field, if you're 2% worse than you were two years ago, you are now. That is the difference between winning races and 6 7. Right. I also hear, too, like at Baker's Factory, between Webb, Zach, and Marv. Like, it's not all great. I don't know. You, mm. Either one of you guys hear that? Uh, not, that uh, not that part this year. I mean, yeah. we've heard it the previous years. Yeah, but yeah. No, I have not heard that yeah. part. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll see a picture of Webb spotting Marv here any, any moment. But Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I think there's... <laughs> well, and, and looking at the lap times here, uh, I'm looking at Osborne, Anderson, and Marv, just because I kind of was marking all three of those guys. About halfway, about lap 15 or so, uh, Anderson drops into the 51s and reels off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fifty ones in a row, which is pretty strong comparatively to the class. Around the same time, Marv drops into 52, 53s, 52s, 53s, loses a ton of time there. And by comparison, Zach is doing 51s. He even gets a 50 in there. So that was really the difference. They were all kind of the same. And then whatever happened to Marv, he dropped into 52s and 53s, and those guys held 51s, and then it was just over. So. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Marv, Mookie, and AP couldn't get out of each other's way, right? And, yeah, I, and, and Anderson was like, I'm going to go after Tomac. Right. I'll and see you guys it's later. It's just one of those things. Can you hold that 51 or not? Right. And, and I don't know what the difference is. I, I'm 
pretty sure Marv's in shape. I don't think it's that, but you know, the track breaks down, the lines go away. Um, is there some adapting there? Like Osborne goes to that three, four line, you know, there's some of that too. Like you have to change your lines. Um, but there was definitely a difference. I mean, Marv was way back from those guys, as we said, uh, AC 10th, not, not a good place right now. I didn't no. even text him after the race. I'm like, Oh boy. Uh, he was kind of getting pushed around. Yeah. Yeah. He really was. I, you know, he can't grip the bike. He's mm-hmm. what he tells me. He can't grip the bike, you know, and it is what it is and it's going to get better, but I'm not used to seeing him getting stuffed in corners no, and like yeah. shoved out of right. the way. And it's, it's like he's happening. holding dudes mm-hmm. up yeah. and then he just yep. gets, I, I've back, been so. that guy. It sucks when you get a good start and you're just like, I'm not fast enough. And they're just blowing past you and you go into a corner guys knocking you out of the way. And that's, that's um, really strange spot for AC. Brayton. We touched on Dean Wilson is toe. Uh, he had to go to the LCQ. Which mm-hmm. probably wasn't great, uh, but Dean got a 12th. Good job. For Actually him. rode okay in the main. Not great, yeah. but okay. Uh, Savachi 13th, he was good. So yeah, Joey, he was. Joey was doing really Pretty well. Pretty big crash, actually. Did it? Was yeah. it? I, I don't think I saw Same it. place for Randis crash. Oh, on the, after three? Three into the three corner. Into the corner? Yeah. yeah. That was bizarre. Endo. Yeah. Well, that yeah, yeah. That, that three had a weird kick on it. Strange. So the amount of time that he was down, which mm-hmm. I saw that part, and got up, I think getting 13th is still pretty good. Because I saw him back no, there with Bogle. He- Right? Uh, yeah, but I think when he got up, he was like, he was he was about that spot. I oh, think okay. he was 11 or 12. I feel like yeah, I yeah, he moved it up a like little 18. bit. Right, right. Uh, I think Bogle was further up at the beginning than, right. than it probably appears. Um, yep. So, yeah, good good job for Joey. He rode well. Uh, that 13th so fast, isn't, yeah. Is, yeah, is, that 13th isn't uh, indicative of how well he rode. I mean, he was passing Zacho. He was going after Zacho to give you an idea how well he was going I at would, the beginning. I would, I would back that down a little bit, going after it. I mean, passing He Zacho. was the corner before the boots. He went inside of Zacho and showed him a wheel. All right. He, he did. Uh, and then he went down. JT, Benny Bloss, 14th. Uh, good in the whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Benny actually was good in the whoops. Imagine yep. that. They were, Shocker. They were big, and uh, he was good in them. So, uh, Freeze, 15th. And Vince, I had Vince on my fantasy team, so I was watching him. You would. You would pick Vince there. Uh, he, he was an eight. Man of the people. He's uh, a seven. He was pissing me off with how good he was being with lappers. He was costing him some spots. Vince wanted nothing to do with any leader at all at any point. Speaking of that, I cannot believe how patient Justin Barsha was with him in the heat race. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Yeah. I thought he was going to absolutely annihilate uh, him, I, and he didn't do it. Um, Vince is listening to this. Vince, you need to be halfway between what you were last night and how you were at Indy 3. Halfway. Because uh, this one was costing him spots badly. Uh, but he was not going to be an issue. There was He was very determined to not be an issue. And I honestly right didn't now. even see it. I did. Really uh, so the M- MCR guys, too, the, a bunch of mechanics. One guy got COVID. Really? So the other guys had the contract t- oh, trace. Damn. And so they had all a bunch of guys underneath there. All new guys. <laughs> so foot nick probably was a big problem, I imagine. It's probably foot nick. Did the core? Cooler have to No, Cooler is immune. Okay. There's no chance, right, right. Leach, that Cooler can get COVID? No, no, no. Cooler, like, no. He, he he is the cool. You know, these vaccinations need to be kept at a certain sub-zero temperature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just keep he, him he in his hotel room. They just keep the vaccinations in I guarantee in you room. COVID sees Cooler and goes the other nope. way. Nope. We want nothing to do with that. <laughs> yep. I, I don't want anything to do with that. So, uh, Vince, 15th, and uh, God, he was, yeah. The, but, all, but really, JT, to me, where I thought – Barsha could have got Vince in the heat mm-hmm. was the three into that turn, but he kept going out to the right of Vince. And I was like, here it comes, here it comes. And he just, he wasn't like Barsha wasn't trying to, 
tune him up either. No. And I was very surprised at that. He didn't even. When Barsha almost crashed several times, yeah. like waiting on Vince, and I'm like, he's going to get pissed off and just blast yep. him in the next week. Yep. And then it was just like this non-event. It was right. very strange. Yep. Uh, Marty crashed in the main event. Yeah, that's, uh, what he does. that's what he does. Yep. Marty crashed in the main event. He was fast, though. He was. Man, he was fast. Good in the heat, too. Good Lord, he was fast. Good in the heat, yeah. He blew past Dino and yeah, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. If he ever puts it together, and granted, We've been saying this for a long time. If he ever puts but it if together. he ever puts it together. Oh, here we go. He was fat. He crashed. He was fat. No, but he I'm ta- put it together. Hey, but I'm not kidding, man. Like, no jokes. He was really, really fast. He, he crashed in the first turn, too, or crashed in the first lap. Yeah. So he, he was dead last. At some point, he was dead last. And then he made it up past Bogle, past Dean, and then crashed again on yes. the uh, finish line turn. Yes. Yep. Marty's got to be – Marty has to be – uh, 100 on the frustration but level. But when you watch him ride, you're, you know he's going to crash. Like, he's so on the edge, and he's not being careful even a little bit. But last year, when yes. he podiumed a race and, you know, was like he – to me, he was good last year, and yeah. he was very fast. So, I, I don't know I, what's But I, going when on. I watch him, I was watching him last night, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going so fast. But I was waiting for any – because – I watch the other guys ride and I see them teetering on the edge of traction and like they're, they're really pushing the edge and I see Marty going past that. I'm like, there's no way this is sustainable. He's going to crash. And he is. I mean, I I get it. Like going fast requires risk, but somebody needs to get with Ted Tedder and change his bore and stroke out. Yeah. That's certainly a problem. Has anybody looked into that? Well, that's where KTM has been so helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see a problem, Uh, they'll get right in there and change it. What about, what about Shane McElrath, Weege? Uh, I mean, the heat race obviously was awesome, but uh, to me, very similar to what JT was saying about Marty, he gets a whole shot, right? It's his first legit yep. 450 race. Yep. I think McElroy, didn't he race a 350 here and there? Like a oh, yeah, he day, did. Yeah, That's he did. right, Daytona. Right, he, yeah, had the, yeah. he had the broken back due to... Yes. Yes, broken back, yeah. but I'm going to race Daytona on a 350. Got it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good, good job, Tyler Good, good back right. yeah. there. Um Anyway, it was like he's, it's essentially his first 450 race or ish, right? And then he whole shots the heat. And then I feel like it was like straight adrenaline. I, I typed that he, he must have downed a case of energy drink because he was riding, to me, so on the edge, a couple of near misses, and then it finally settled down. And then yep. in the main, it appeared that, yeah, that was adrenaline that we saw in the heat. And uh, the reality is it- you jump in seven races going to be a bit before you're fully I, fully yeah. ready and you know his pulp mix fantasy handicap was a four mm-hmm. and then everyone was freaking out after his timed you know the time yeah. practice he was seventh then he then then yeah, the heat. and he wasn't a different session jt i was going to ask you I, I think he got a bump actually in a muddier situation yes he did i don't think so. Wait, yeah. no i don't yeah, think so yeah he did he did what because i thought the track was better in his practice than it Why? was in the other in, one in that practice uh-huh. starling yeah. started going three over the table so which, Everybody no, else was too. No, in the in the seated one, they weren't doing it yet. What? That the seated one before him, the very Are you first drunk. Run, I'm not drunk. They weren't doing it. You were crazy. Okay, sorry. Five guys were doing it. Five guys were doing going over the table, and then Starling comes out and goes three over the table every lap. So the track was better for these guys. I do not believe Starling, that to be the case. There was like five guys doing it. I understand, but they go right behind them. Like it's not like there's a 30 minute break. And then the sun dries. The, like, they go, like, checkered flag. The guys are on the line. They go right back out. It's 15 minutes I know, or whatever. No, man, I, I don't. Okay, I just think right. I think Shane was riding really well. I think his pace is really good. You saw it in the heat race. I think he's capable of putting in 
top seven or eight lap times for one lap. I just think you're you're seeing 21 minutes weighing in on him when he's never really had to do that before. That's it. I, I don't whether the track was a little bit better. Okay, Shane's ninth instead of seventh or whatever. You know, that's yeah. To that's me, all I mean. I don't right. mean he's 15th. Yeah, but I think you're yeah. just seeing how difficult it is to jump in and do 21 minutes, especially if you get a bad start and you're just in the midst of traffic from lap one. He uh, he w- didn't get a bad start though. He was up there early. Tenth, yeah, maybe. I mean, that was... What was on the first lap? What was he? You should have lap chart there now. Yes, uh, I his fa- his ha- his Pulp Max fantasy handicap was a he was ninth. His Pulp Max fan- fantasy handicap was a four, and I this was his first race. As JT said, the 20 minutes. I'm like, there's no way he's going to be 14th or better. No, I, just, I don't like it. I was never going to pick him, and even people were you know seeing that lap time and they're seeing the heat, and I'm just like, he's not going to do this. Right out of the gate. I was a little nervous after the heat, not going to lie. <laughs> but I still was like, man, that's a long time, a and long this track's going to get brutal. Uh, Bogle, 18th. Chiz, crashed. 19th. Bogle crashed. Chiz, 19th. Chiz is going to Chiz. Yep. Uh, Ferrandis crashed. He's okay, though. I checked in with uh, somebody who knows and him. he another, got drilled. Another French guy. Yeah. Oh, so what was that, JT? It was the same thing that uh, Savachi did? Uh, yeah, he, he crashed. Same, same crash, exactly, but... Luckily for Sabacha, there's no one back there. Cien Cirillo just drilled him right in the back. I mean, right in his back. Oh, so thankfully he's thankfully he's okay. And he wears a chest pro. Uh, so this was revenge for the 250 West a couple years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Starling made the main. Good job for Starling. Home yeah, race. cool. So that's good to see. Uh, fast Freddie Norin too. Oh my gosh! And then he Poor has Brock a horrendous Tickle. crash. Can you imagine what Saturday night was like for Brock Tickle? I. Oh. I yeah. think I put this in our group text. Yeah, like seeing what Macarath does. Mm-hmm. First race on that bike, they get a they get a start, right? Bike's good, everything, and then you don't qualify. Well, like and, it's and not a good Yeah, I, I agree. But I would be more concerned with you just got beaten by Freddie Noren and well, Justin yeah, Sterling. Yeah. Like that's tough. Right. Like I I like then we I, all like But Brock. then I think it's you just, add on oh. what what t- what yeah. Macarath did and you're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, none of it's good." I mean, I think straight up Macarath's a better rider than Brock at this point anyways, yep. but when you look at the team and you're like, okay, you know. And, and especially, like, Brock had been getting a little better. Yeah. Like, he'd been coming yeah. on, and then that's – he needs to he needs and to then, turn this around with a, a good ride next Saturday. And, Weed, you're not going to believe this, but Freddie had a big one in the main. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, 25 or so laps for Freddie. It's tough. Clean. Yeah, it's it, tough it, to do. You know you're tempting fate, right? Like, yeah. the pendulum has is all the way on one side. Yeah. It's just ready to just whip back the other way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Poor Freddie. Uh, I actually saw Freddie this week. I was over uh, Bundy built. Oh, yeah. Freddie loves Bundy. Yep. Uh, longtime wrencher Nate Ramsey now is an engine shop here in town, right next door to where I go and hang out a lot. And uh, so Freddie was there. Getting some, I think, ECU stuff figured out. So whatever, he got it in the main. Oh, he got in the main. Yeah, kept, yeah. kept it going. Uh, yep. But you look at, so Tickle missed it, right? Yeah. Uh, A-Ray's coming back. Uh, Bowers showed up and cleaned out 7 Deuce Deuce. And then Tyler Entignap, who's announcing, went, that is so dirty. No <laughs> was, way. Tyler, oh. Tyler was just yelling about how dirty it was. Were you guys a little concerned for, for 7 Deuce Deuce there? He was, he was really wanting some of Bowers. And I was like, oh. call, uh, call an audible. I don't think you want any of this. Like, I do not think I you want I any of this. see that part of it. You no. just don't eat his peas. Right. Whatever right. you do, don't eat his peas. Right. Uh, yeah. Don't so, eat uh, his peas. Yeah. Remember the Supercross uh, camp from years yeah. ago? Is that where it started? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they started over that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Over, over peas. Eating peas. Um, 
So yeah, so you look at the you look at the class, and Bowers will get better. He didn't look great, and A Ray's coming back, and the seven two zoos heart raft nowhere to be found right now. What's going on with him? I don't know. Whoa! And then you look at this main event, and you're like, wow, like this is gonna there's some gonna be some dudes right now missing. Heart raft looks. I mean, it's not just he about must, not qualifying. He must have an injury. Time qualifying was bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really I don't bad. On. I asked this week somebody that knew him. I said, is he injured? And I was told no. And I'm like, okay. I remember you saying, I was watching time qualifying with you, and you're like, something has to be up here. Yeah. Like, he looks really bad yeah. on the motorcycle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for making this podcast happen. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. 2021 line. JT, you are down here in Florida, and you are going to be hitting dealers hard. I am. Uh, the Hawking. Beast. The Beast and I. The Beast from the East. Dude. And you're going to Miami? Wow. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Take him to Joe Robbie with the sand, the white sand. Joe Robbie what? Stadium. Joe Robbie Stadium got demolished like 20 years ago. No, it didn't. What are you talking about? It's, they're still playing it. Joe Robbie Stadium? Yes. What do they play there? It's not called Joe Robbie anymore. What it's, do they play there? The Dolphins still play there. No. How much would you like to make a bet right now? That the, Dolphins- the Dolphins play at Joe Robbie Stadium? Yes. What, how much money do you have? I, I have a ton. I, I, have, I have. How much money do you want? They played at Hard Rock Stadium. That's Joe Robbie. No. That's a completely brand new stadium built from the ground up called Hard Rock Stadium. Stop it. Joe Robbie Stadium was like hasn't been there since Don Shula was the coach. <laughs> the facility opened in 1987 as Joe Robbie Stadium. Yeah, and when did it close? Hard Rock Stadium. That's Hard Rock Stadium, though. It's not Hard- Joe Robbie Stadium, but they completely rebuilt it. Okay. Hard Rock Stadium That's like is used to be named as Joe Robbie Stadium, built in 1987. But it got completely so rebuilt. So I win... I win the bet. How much money did we make? No, it's completely rebuilt. Do you what, understand? What do you mean? It's complete. The facility opened in 87 as Joe Robbie Stadium and has been known by a number of names. Pro Player Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Sun Life Stadium. In August 16th, the team sold the naming rights to Hard Rock Cafe. So, you, so it is now Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. Right, but so where, where am I taking him to Joe Robbie? It, you, the facility opened. Do you opened, want me to take him to the Fulton, the Fulton County Stadium in Hard Atlanta Rock as well? Cafe opened in 1987, originally under Joe Robbie Stadium. Do you want me to take him to the Silverdome next? Okay, so you're wrong. You're just back. No, it's right not. Do, oh, you under, wow. have you, do you know what Hard Rock Stadium looks like now? has huge pillars. It has a roof on it. Did you know it has a roof on it now? It's still Joe Robbie. It's still, this, they just renovated it. They made it new. They built it up. Where Bradshaw won in 1989, where Bradshaw won, that is the same floor. You can go there right now. It's the same floor where Bradshaw No, won. it's a completely different stadium. Oh, my God. Okay, so Wikipedia is wrong. Do you know, do you know, Wiki- that, do you know where the Wiki- Georgia Dome is? Is that Mercedes-Benz Dome now? Or is it still Fulton County Stadium? Okay. Or, is it, or is it the Mercedes-Benz Dome? Because they're all in the same spot. You know that, right? They're so, all in the same exact spot. So when it says Hard Rock Stadium opened in 1987 as Joe Robbie Stadium, that is not true? It was in 1987, yes. So now not, it is Hard Rock so this, Stadium. Yes, but it says this right here. It's in the same spot. So this is not true. Wikipedia. Wikipedia, in 1987, that was Joe Robbie Stadium. That's correct. Okay. Right now, if you go there and look for Joe Robbie Stadium, okay. you're probably going to get mugged. I understand the name has changed. You're probably going to get mugged. Okay. So, so this here, Hard Rock Stadium, this is, this, is what, <laughs> this is Joe Robbie. This is all wrong. It used to be Joe Robbie Stadium, just like the Mercedes-Benz Dome used to be the, where the Georgia Dome was. Okay. It used to right. be where Fulton County Stadium was. All right, here we was. go, everybody. Years All ago. Right. All right. Right? I'm sure it's been renovated. I'm sure of that. It's a totally different stadium now. Okay. It's brand All new. Right. While Joe Robbie was built primarily for football, um, the 2015 renovation, and then, uh, yeah, then the Hard Rock. Yeah, so they got renovated. Into, Joe Robbie 
got renovated in 2015 for $350 million. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, now so, it's hard rock. Okay, but you're... <laughs> I'll take him. I'll, you, you I'm going to take a uh, you, you time travel machine no. to 2015, and Damon and I'll go there. We each can. Uh, can I get a ruling on this? No, I'm not going anywhere near this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. The stadium, Hard Rock Stadium, has hosted six Super Bowls. The Hard Rock Stadium has hosted six Super Bowls. So think about that, JT. As far as has it been six stadiums, six Super Bowls since 2015? Whenever it got renovated? No, it has not. Thank you. It's not the same. It's not even the same building, though. Like, Holy pull, pull up pictures of them, though. Holy smokes. Okay. All right. Just name the stadium right. Say, go to hard, take them to Hard Rock. Oh, wow. Okay. Just take them, just take them to Hard Rock, and that's the same stadium. Should I take them to the, the RCA floor? Dome in Indy? That's a different building. You understand the naming rights change, right? It used to be called Pro Player Park. It used to be called. But they're not the same building anymore. Okay. $350 million right. later. Wikipedia now it's is wrong. Hard Rock Stadium. All right. Fantastic. Great. It's been almost 25 years, so you wonder why people, uh, JT, is the way he is. Nobody loves to argue like Jason Thomas. <laughs> Cobo- I can't think of anybody else. I can't. I, I can't. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, it's the same building, but okay. Cobolinks.com. He's mad because he didn't know the name of the stadium. Cobolinks, I'm not up on the naming rights. No, I'm not. You're right. Uh, visit Cobolinks.com, get 15% off any link, and free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX. Cobolinks.com, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. Today, Cobolinks is a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours like our first link. Each one is still CNC and idle for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increase plushness, improve cornering, and gain confidence by having lower center of gravity. Thanks to the folks at motorsport.com as well. OEM and aftermarket parts. Uh, free shipping on anything over $79, I think, or something. Uh, great customer service, great products. Uh, again, uh, motorsport.com. Go through the Pulpamex link on uh, pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com, and you can uh, save with those guys at, uh, at motorsport.com. And Arma as well, Arma, uh, Pulpamex20 is the code to save with Arma.com. Blitz and uh, Fire, uh, mix them up together. It's fantastic. One is a, a little bit of a caffeine kick for you on the trail, and one is a hydration product, and they work great. Arma.com for more information. AC, Nick Way, Jeremy McGrath, uh, Alex Ray, many, many riders are Arma athletes, including myself out there. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. And Weege? Yeah, onxmaps.com. 425,000 plus miles of trails. You can keep all your trails, tracks, campsites, mark it up any way you want, and you keep it all stored in the app. And it can even use your phone's GPS when you don't have cell service, and you can still mark up the trails, send notes to others, say try this, try that. And uh, something new here I see, they even mark where there are campsites and non-ethanol fuel stations. Ethanol fuel is not good for motorcycles, so they even mark where you can find the nearest one if you're doing some mega trail ride. So, Go to onxmaps.com or onx off-road in the app store. I wonder yep. if our buddy Simon Cudby uses onx maps when he's taking those dual sports everywhere. Dude, he better. I mean, that's that's Cudby's deal, bro. Like right. upshift, upshift. Yeah. Up he's uh, an adventure guy. So thanks to uh, Maxis and Renthal as well. Flyracing.com. Damon Bradshaw winning at Joe Robbie Stadium in 1989. Now named Hard Rock, but still winning in 1989. 125 class. In the sand, and we. Epic race. Hey, we, was the crowd? Was the crowd in Miami '89? You went to that race. I did. Right? Yeah. Which crowd was bigger? That crowd without limitations, or the limited crowd that was allowed oh, at the stadium on Saturday? It's a good question. I don't. 
Yeah, Miami wasn't great, but I think it was still bigger than what we had in Orlando. Okay. Uh, I always feel like that one's often referenced as one of the smallest crowds. Yeah, I don't, I don't rem- I remember it being small, but nothing like yeah. massively small. Okay. But but how many people were in Orlando, JT? Did you I don't know. It? I did not hear a number. It felt like there was a lot of people. It felt like, like for compared to the Houston and Indy, I yeah, feel like I there wonder. was more. Oh, no. okay. I never heard a cap or anything. I, I know there was a cap because they had the pod seating and all that, right. but I don't know the number. Right. Um, that stadium's not that big, though. Also, by the way, Miami 89. You know who should have won 250s that night? Weege? Ty Davis? No. Weege? Um, he was gone. Wait, that oh, wasn't... 125, uh, 125 right? gone. Shouldn't Ty Davis have won 125, though? No. Ty Davis was west. Oh. That wasn't the uh, Mike Fisher one. No, that was San Diego no, was San that Diego. year. Tishner. <laughs> Tishner. Oh, in Florida. Dude, he was gone, and then he ate shit on the triple. Uh, Florida guy, San, San Subi. Yep. It was all lining yep. up for Ronnie Tishner. All right, uh, Fly Racing Racer X uh, review podcast uh, 250 class. The Jet, the Jet did it. Uh, led every lap. Uh, he was great. Got the got the start. Looked good. He told me his shoulder wasn't isn't still 100 uh, percent at all. And uh, so knowing that, uh, it was pretty good. Colt Nichols second. Colt couldn't get the whoops right. JT, he could not get those whoops. But honestly, like Jet was struggle too. Yeah. Like Jet was fast in him, but man, I. I thought several times Jet was going to crash in him. So, uh, yeah, Colt just didn't have a, enough to get Jet, but, man, Jet was on the edge. Yeah. Like, I was – I'm glad nobody crashed, but it yeah. was close. Yeah, Jet had a couple of close ones for sure. Um, and they got into the lappers heavy. Shimoda had a close one too. Did you see that? No, I didn't, oh, didn't see that. There was there were several close calls uh, is what I guess we should say. They got into the lappers heavy. Early. Again, early and often. <laughs> yes. Um, Weege, what did you make of the race? Yeah, uh, we really have a tough time gauging Jet because he's had essentially two races where he started up front and he won those two. And everything else has just been, you know, 17-year-old style, just carnage and drama and bad starts and knocked down by Craig. Um, So I didn't know when he got that start. I'm like, okay, so Nichols has been the best guy in general here. He just won three in a row uh, recently. I'm like, I guess he's going to get him. Maybe not. I, I don't have a measurement of how fast Jet is. So... This was uh, pretty good. I mean, he. I know that Colt, I listened to his interview with you after the race. You know, Colt was kind of bummed about how he rode. And maybe if you run that race 10 times, one of them wins five and the other one wins the other. But um, yep. it was impressive, I think. Because, I mean, Colt has obviously been very good this year, and he could not get him. It was, uh, I felt like Colt could reel him in on the start, first turn, the 3-3, three, three, and on the finish line and all that, and then lose everything he gained in the whoops. Jet would, mm-hmm. He would lose all that time. He would get back close. And then the lappers were affecting both guys. Yeah, I, I didn't really notice a whole lot, and that could totally be true. Um, I just seemed like it was a yo-yo with who got lappers where and yep. mistake. Yeah, I, I just kind of like if, and I felt like it got to the point where Colt didn't resign himself to second, but he was just like, I just got to stay here. I'm ahead of Craig. Jet's not in this championship anymore because of his missed round, and as long as I stay ahead of Christian, I'm not going to kill myself trying to get Jet here. Uh, yeah, if you're you're ahead of Christian, so you're like, yeah, you're like, I'll take those two points. Uh, how about Craig's crash, Weech? In the heat. Dude, he got lucky. I mean, he ended up landing in some mud yep. and some tough blocks. So I think he slid when he hit the mud instead of sticking into the ground. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I saw him, you know, lose control, like clipping that triple, I'm like, dude, this, this is certain disaster. So I'd say for what he was headed toward, that was the best case scenario. Um, and then I don't think any of us know exactly how bad the hand injury was, but either way to salvage a third after that, 
when it, I mean, I thought, okay, maybe he's just done. And yeah. this is the most ridiculous run of injuries that any series has ever seen. At least we got something. That's, At least we still have something. That's a good point. Like, what if Craig went out too? Like, good God, right? <laughs> I just ran through my mind. I'm like, uh, Nichols, just here you go. Just take the plate, dude. Right, just right. Take it. Um, Craig showed yeah. a lot of heart. He did. Getting back out there. A lot of heart. Uh, won the LCQ. And, uh, I mean, you get third. So, yeah, to me, you're... you're well, and I had know. some texts from people that may or may not be a part of Christian Craig's effort. Yeah. And uh, I said, in all fairness, he could get third with one hand. So he didn't really need the oh. other hand in this class. He could get, <laughs> still get third. I feel like that's a slam against Joe. Fair. He'd get fourth with one hand. Yes. I, I think I may have said top five. Okay. Yeah. Top five, yes. Yeah, I think I may have All said day. top five. All day. Uh, Joe, did, Joe got a poopy start. I don't know where he was off the start, but it was, wasn't good. He was working his way up. Uh, he never even saw those guys. But um, no, good job for, for, for Christian, for sure, to, to salvage that. But yeah, two more Update. points. I did say top five. Okay. Uh, two more points. So that puts it at uh, it's, um, eight points with uh, two rounds to go, including a shootout. Yep. I, liked, I like that. I like the odds for Colt to hang on to that thing. He just seems like he's the best rider in the class right now overall to me. Yep. So we'll, we'll see. That, may, that doesn't always matter, but that's what it feels like a little bit. Shimoda 4. It's going to be stressful, man. Like, these two guys are going to ride every day together, right, including outdoor testing over the 10 weeks. <laughs> it's like... If you're Craig, you just know if Colt stubs his toe, that wow, I could mean, be working in your favor. What if you just slam him at the chest track? Just go for his there ACL over and over. Well, you just you right. could just club him at Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Oldenburg, Joe fourth. Oldenburg fifth. Good job. Verizzi was good. Verizzi was good all day. Yeah. He he was one of the first guys to get that three 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 after the first turn. As a privateer guy, so that was impressive, and I think when you start doing that, you start feeling confident, and you uh, you you come, you know, you just feels like it's the start of a good day for him. And uh, sixth place for Verizzi's good job. Did you see Moran's almost die over the finish line? No. Oh my goodness, he caught a tough block. He was in fifth, fifth or sixth, caught a tough block, went sideways, cased it with both legs off, somehow saved it. I, it was unbelievable. I mean, good for him, but it was close to disaster. Uh, Moran seventh, Osby fifth, Weege. Yeah, for Osby, the results haven't been bad, but I bet you there'd be a party that's like, man, I'm going to give it an opportunity here with just the way this field is. And he ended up having a pretty bad start in this one. I think I saw him like 11th early on. He's able to work his way forward. But, you know, like that fifth, sixth, you know, I'm sure he would tell himself, I should at least be in that spot in every one of these rounds. But yep. instead, we've seen Harlan get it or Verizzi get it. Um, yeah, I think you got to be uh, bummed. I think you got to be bummed if you're Osby. Yeah, the results right. haven't been terrible, right. but knowing that this is like, hey, who knows, man? There's a race where I could just run around in fourth and fifth, and then two guys crash, and maybe I get on the podium randomly, you know. But he's not putting himself in position to uh, have grabbed those in this like golden hour of. Yes. I, here's the class, right? There's the five guys that finish one, one through five. It's those five. Then there's like a second class where it's like yeah. an all out mess shootout of who gets sixth each week and whoever gets it the one week then it just crashes the next it's like no one can find any I, consistency out of that group i put osby in the same category as oldenburg though like i feel like he could beat oldenburg not it hasn't happened but to me you think so i, 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 I think mean, oldenburg's I, just a little bit better in my opinion yeah. I, I don't see old i don't see osby leading laps and running top two yeah. for a long time like oldenburg can so yeah i think if you're osby you got to be a bit bummed uh, nothing says my misery in Pulp Mix fantasy like 
Hunter Slauger, who got ninth uh, this weekend. Good job for that. I picked him last week, and he had a bike problem, and now he maxes out. So mm-hmm. that's, that's perfect. And then I picked uh, Hunter Sales, who maxed out last week. And then this week, I believe he missed the start. I think he missed the first two laps. He missed the first two laps, which I don't think you can do that. I'm not sure. What? Yeah, I don't know where he, he was, was. He's not on the lap chart. He's not on the lap chart for the first two laps. He may have run to Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know. Yes. And then he jumped in, Weege, two laps down, just jumped into the race. Like, I guess I would have loved to have seen him come out of the tunnel and just hang a hard right past the mechanics area, I guess, and jump in. I don't think you can do that. It, it's definitely not allowed, I don't think. Right. Like, if they come around the start, you can't go back out there. Yep. Uh, my very astute uh, expert analyst, my six-year-old son, mm-hmm notices things sometimes that are anomalies like that. And he's like, hey, sales is two laps down, and they've only done two laps. Right. So I was like, okay, whatever, kid. No, he was actually right. He actually yeah, was yeah. two laps down, yeah. two laps into the race. And I don't feel like that's legal. And I feel like in the AMA should do something, but uh, maybe not because I have in fantasy. So uh, well, oh. he ended up beating Jeremy Hand. So we'll take that. Jeremy Hand crashed really hard in the whoops. Um he was in a lot of pain. I don't know what we, what was hurting, but yeah. the body language that he was putting off, Not all good. I could all I could think was pain. Uh, Harlan too. Harlan a good one too. Yeah, he did. Uh, um, That's what I'm saying with all these guys. It's like yeah. they're all capable of the good result once, but then the two out of three races, Supercross is hard. Yep, and they will they will feel that pain. I just what happened to Hunter Sales? Like I think he literally missed the gate drop yeah, and then I don't, just joined the race two know. laps two laps in. Dinner ran late. Wow, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's very very odd. Welcome to 250. East, again, people, full points. These guys are getting full <laughs> national points. I just want to point that out. Not many of them if you missed the first two laps, though. Um, so, Carnow, 10th. Good job for Carnow. Uh, that's who Harlan was going for when he when he went down. So, um, Luke Neese rode well in the LCQ or one of the races to move up into a qualifying spot. Uh, I don't know what happened to Thomas Doe. The big story, though, the huge story from this class, Nagy. <laughs> 118 <laughs> night shows without a main event. And he did it. It's a hell of a run. This was this was the year, though, right? If it was going to happen ever, right, you've got to get it done this year. He told me in my post race interview that he slept in his van in Indy. Yep, that's with, cold. With four sleeping bags. Yeah, that's cold. He didn't have the heat on or anything. And then he slept at the track the last three nights here, and he will be sleeping in the truck last night. No hotel to celebrate. Well, this is God's weather. So, I mean, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. But but nothing, no shower or anything for Nagy, just a water shower, and that's it. I, like I said, 15th. if you're ever going to get it done, if you don't get it done this year, you might as well pack it in. I think I think a bunch of guys should be grabbing. Well, now it's too late. Now that now we're now we're back, we're out of the West. But uh, yeah, so man, uh, I was proud of him when I heard the still won't spring for a hotel. I was very proud. Yeah, that's and, your guy, right? That's your guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you guys don't maybe know this, but the 250 main events don't exactly uh, change your financial future qualifying for a 250 main event. The, the I actually asked someone who lives near me. There's a rider who is uh, going to be uh, racing outdoors only this year. Okay. Yep. And I don't want to name names. Chad Reed. But I was like, is he a positive person? Is he a positive type of guy? Well, I'll just tell you what he said and you can interpret. I don't want to name names. I'm like, why don't you come back dude? you could top five this easy. That doesn't pay shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. That gentleman is right. Uh, Nagy paid two seventy-five to race, and that probably is a three hundred and fifty-dollar spot. No, I would right say there. a little more than that. A little more than that. Yeah. Okay. So Nagy maybe maybe came away with three hundred bucks profit. 
for that for that 15th place. He's he's really good on the overhead side though. Let's yeah. let's put yeah. it that way. Like he's uh, really he's milking everything out of this in true weed style. He told me he didn't have his usual prep this year either. He didn't go to California, so he just could he just had to ride some snow tracks. Ride some snow tracks. Yeah, just had to find some tracks covered in snow that weren't okay. too bad. Okay. So that was his prep, everybody. And he put his forks on the two those forks on his two fifty, he said, were the same forks that he had in two thousand and eleven from Race Tech. So he's I, still using those. Still using those, yeah. Okay. He's got a loose program. So Alexander Nagy, everybody. I'm starting to connect some dots on why this is his first ever main event. Yeah, Neg Dog. Good job. Fifteenth. God, what a hero. Uh, that was awesome, man. It was, was good. Awesome. It was good. Yeah, people people were stoked. So, hey, I gotta say, he was as uh, Carmichael, the term he's been using lately. He was sporty. I mean, he didn't cling to fourth. No, he, he made a pass. Oh, no, he got meshy. Yeah, meshy was not yeah. good in the whoops, and Nag Dog was with his eight year old suspension. <laughs> so, um, all right, that's uh, that's Orlando one. JT, are you have you done the Joe Robbie research yet? So it would seem that the stadiums are different, but. If you wanted to go through the history of names on the same land, then I'll give it to you. But they're definitely not the same stadium. So I think you're more right than I am. Oh, what do you know? But mm. they're definitely not. Like if you if if I went there and said, "Hey, where's Joe Robbie Stadium?" I think most people would look at you like, "Huh?" So Bradshaw won on that floor. I don't think it was on that floor. Okay, but um, I, I understand your point. Will Bradshaw remember? Please, God, no. tell me. At he least would remember. He would remember Miami '89 because it's maybe the opener, he and he crashed, not, and he crashed right. like three times. I would, yeah, say maybe, but I would also present Exhibit A of you and I asking him, "Did you ever win Houston?" Yeah, and he said, "I don't know." Yeah, and he had won three times. Yeah, but this one, you remember it, right? He oh, crashed yeah, three course. times. It, like yeah, it was a course, great ride. Of course. So. Uh, this was also uh, Stanton crashed over the finish uh, after he did. getting the on checkers. the checkered flag. Yeah, on the checkered flag, it was awesome. Um, oh, the heat race! Yeah, yeah, yeah launched. Yeah. Um, Could right. you imagine someone like with so much send like Marty on a track like that, Miami '89? Oh God! So 250 West preview. Uh, mm. Cooper just got back riding. Yep. J Mart is flying. Yeah. The, yeah. We yep. got we got Ramit, who will be very exciting. Either way. Whackers. Whackers will be great. We have uh, Jalik Swole. Amart. Troll Train. We have... Styles Robertson. Hammaker. Hammaker. Rookie. Yep. We have... Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence on a uh, Hunter Hon- factory Honda. Yep. yep. Which... And March Banks. What the hell? March Banks. Like, stop, I don't even know what to make of it. Stop with the March Banks hype. I, I know there's a ton of it right now. There is no substitution for a factory bike in this class. I mean, you might be right. I'm just saying, March Banks is in there. He actually won a race last so, year. Is it's Thrasher, so weird. Is Thrasher racing? Do we know? No. They've been very, yeah. very oh, odd yeah. about not committing that. Right. Okay. So, yeah. J-Mart's got to be the favorite, right? With Coop just getting back riding. J-Coop. I, I am is, unwilling to put anybody as the it is, favorite. It is J-Mart's championship here? I would say Justin Cooper is the favorite, but I don't know how behind the eight ball he is. Oh, we also have uh, Jordan Smith, I think. We forgot him. Is he going to ride? Or maybe he's he riding? Yeah, he's back. Okay. He's back riding. Yeah, he's but, good. I think he's been fine, yeah. But d- do we ever think Jordan can actually finish a series? I- I'm just saying names like right, Mark right, Banks right. and, and Smith, so, as these are guys that will be racing. I'm not Gas-Gas? making a claim. Nobody. No. Nobody from no, Gas Brown. No, Pierce Brown. Brown. No, he's not ready, I guess. 
Oh, they're not going to do it? Not going to. Wow. Not, not ready. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, so this has got to be Troll Train's year? For the title? Yes. No. Okay. Nope. Moving on. Weege? Well, there it is. You know how it is, JT. Right. You're either in or you're out. Yes. There is no gray. Oh, I knew where I was going with JT. I mean, he's out. <laughs> you're he's either never calling been him in. for the title. Amart is my Joe Robbie. Amart is my Joe Robbie. Shitting on Amart's legacy. You got, well, Steve was shitting on Shane earlier in this podcast. I think. What we do. I think J Mart's the favorite. I think Troll Train can rack up some podiums. Whackers will be exciting. And Jay Coop will ride himself into shape. I don't, I, I mean, on paper. How does anybody but Jay Coop or J Mart win this title? Yeah, I, I think on paper. Being serious. You're right. I think on paper, you're right with J Mart. I've just been fooled too many times. I've been fooled too many yeah. times. I refuse to do it. I won't do it again. But so I don't have a favorite. Star Yamaha will be a better bike than the Geico Honda, right? Fact. That's fact. Well, it's factory Honda EVS. So, yeah. so last year he was like a tick off, right? He was like a third place guy, mm-hmm. RJ and him. I just refuse to do it. Okay. I, right. I won't I'm trying do to build a case. I, I know. Right. I, I, I'm with you. On paper, if I was an, an attorney, I would be jumping up and down saying, Jay March, your title favorite. I just won't do it to myself again. Because every time you're like, he's got to win. He's the best guy. He's national championship favorite. He's this, he's that. And then just something goes wrong. So Weege, I'm, I'm staying away from it. Weege, would you put him as your title favorite? Uh, I'm, I'm echoing exactly what JT says. I probably picked him to win a Supercross title four times. And it's not happened. He's always flying at the test track. Oh, I think, no, there's heavy flying at the test track buzz right now. I, there always is. Bro. Oh, I know. Always I know. It. Yep. Yep. Here's the thing about J-Mart. I think the easy narrative is to say, like, oh, man, he's just really good outdoors and he's not as good at Supercross. But he has laps and he has individual races where he is really good at Supercross. The inconsistency of a guy who is as rock-solid outdoors as he can get, his inconsistency has been perplexing literally since day one, right? Yeah. Since his yeah. very first. I, mean, I didn't qualify for the main event race. I don't get it. There was nothing, no better example than last year in Atlanta. He's in second or third by himself, and he just jumps into a tough block or, and just explodes himself. And you're like, what are you doing? So, uh, that, was, that tough block, was, uh, that wasn't his fault. No, but, but, but I'm saying either like, way, stuff that, happens. That stu- no, I'm saying stuff happens. Yeah. Like you're just like, look at who's going to hit a tough block. It's J-Mart, yeah. right? Yeah. I, just, yep. 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 I think I'm going to go with Justin Cooper. I, and I know he's not really ready yet, but I just think he's going to get good starts and put himself in really good positions. And when I look at the lineup of this class, I don't see any real powerhouses that are going to go take it away from him. <laughs> Troll Train. Troll Train's great. Troll Train should be on the podium multiple times. He really should. But when you look at the bike and what Justin's done in the past, I just think, I just think Justin's going to find a way to be at the front too many times. So we, we'll we, do you think that J Mart already hates Cooper or not yet? Oh, oh, the hate was there long before they were even teammates. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I <laughs> don't, forgot. Right. Don't you don't you forget how he got hurt in the first? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we still hate Jay Coop, and we hate him even more now. Yeah, got it. He's, yeah, I'd say for J Mart, he's got him right where he wants him. Jay. Be- Beef J- within the team. J-Mart's string of hating all his teammates will continue <laughs> for another year. Fantastic. It's not – this is another confu- – this is the narrative, too. I think fans would also be like, okay, 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 we understand. He is actually better at Supercross than we realize. The other thing is J-Mart is a nice guy. I think he just motivates himself with perceived slights. As a matter of fact, the best thing for J-Mart would be to listen to this podcast yeah. right now. Yep. Because then he'd be like, oh, we did JT say so I can't Nobody get believes That's in what- me. Yep. Dude, he fuels himself for that. So yep. I think he purposely isn't kumbaya with the teammates, so he wants to beat them. 
that's what helps uh, him. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's full. I have to beat Justin Cooper Look, for sure. If he doesn't do it this time, it's back to the dealership. Oh. If he doesn't do it this year, it is back to the parts counter. So he's got a lot of motivation. I'm out on that comment. I'm not. He's I'm got not a lot of motivation that. going on. Oh, God. Okay, I have an overarching question of the entire 250 class. Wait, you didn't ask me okay. for my title pick. Troll we know train. who it's going to be. It's going to be Troll Train. Yeah. We know. Troll train. Okay, thank you. Okay. Troll Train. We know who you're going to pick. You're going to pick the Leafs for the NHL. You're going to pick the Blue Jays. You're going to pick the Raiders. You're going to pick Troll Train. Like, we get it. Okay. <laughs> is it because Troll Train, is, he's from Minnesota? He's as close to Canada as you can get? Is that fits right in? No, wow. it's just you guys know. It's it's He's a triple, and uh, no one appreciates him, and so I have to. The 250 class. Okay, Forkner has won a lot of races. Mm-hmm. If you look at the rest of the guys on the West, you know, you have Nichols who had won a race. You had Craig who had won a race. You had Jet who had not won a race. Mm-hmm. You had RJ who's been good here and there but hadn't won a race. Like, I, I don't – and then, okay, all these guys get hurt in the West, and it's like, all right, mercy rule. Let's just get the – sorry, all these guys got hurt it, in the East, east yep. quote-unquote East. Yep. Can't wait till we get to Orlando when the West starts, and then we'll get some depth back. But then we're literally naming all the riders in this class, and every one of them we're like, uh. <laughs> well, as, how, we, what happened this year? We only have two guys that have won, right? Jay Coop and – oh, no, Jordan's won. No, Jordan's won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess what's happened is we've had enough. If you look at, like, Plessinger and Zacho and AC and Ferrandis and McElrath and Sexton, like so many dudes have graduated in the last two, three years that it's like we're in almost like a 250 rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. That's all I can come up with. Well, you know, if – hold on, let me look here. We had two two-time champs both move up in the same year. So is that what's kind of happened? It's like a changing of the 250 guard. Marty is only 13 points inside the top 20. If he doesn't finish oh, no. in the top 20 this year and next year, oh boy, Marty can drop back down and we can get that title. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just saying. There's a, there's a path. There's a path here. Like, there's a path for, you know, there's a path. Outside the top 20, two years in a row, you can drop down. Or I think you can petition. I think Chiz and Phil had to petition the AMA. So. Um, Class doesn't pay shit. I, I, think, uh, I think it's J-Mart. I do, I do think it's J-Mart, for reals. I, I'd love to see Troll Train, though. I can't argue with yeah. it on paper. I right. just refuse to go down that road again. Uh, Weech, before we go here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Motorsport. And Cobalinks and Renthal and Maxis. Uh, any thoughts on the broadcast? Oh, I like the broadcast. It's good. Oh, okay. Because yeah. a lot of people were irate about Rutledge Wood. No, 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 man. It's all good. <laughs> Hold on, though, here. For real, though. What? So I didn't watch it. I mountain bike today, and that's more important than watching this broadcast. Um, Daniel was out. Like no, da- no, Daniel wasn't out. Daniel oh, was there. Okay. They just had three. They had Rutledge chime in as well a couple times. But okay. Daniel was still chiming in and Will. Uh, they so- just added. But, um, look, I can't say anything about TV because I'm either going to be biased because I'm friends with a lot of these people or I have sour grapes because I'm not a part of the broadcast. So anything I say right. is going to be perceived like, yeah, you the just, wrong way. You just so, want Ralph's yeah. job. You just wanted Ralph's job so bad. You're tearing it Right, so it's either sour grapes right. or, you know, producer, director, Bondo and Manhart, you know, I'm friends with those guys. I work with I've worked with them for twelve years. So like what am like I'm either I'm either rooting for them or rooting against them depending on what bias okay. you might have. So let me I can't say anything. Let me ask you this. As a TV guy, yeah. do you agree with bringing in a Rutledge Wood? 
Yeah, I like the concept. I think the okay. concept is fine, and Rutledge is is a good personality and does a really good job of digging up like features and like human interest stories and people. What I think was unfortunate for him was, and I don't know how this all came together. Uh, they could have probably set him up with better uh, things to cover. Okay, uh, and that probably would have helped. Because my Twitter feed, people so I've were seen not some happy. of his NASCAR stuff. Yeah. He'll do phenomenal work. Okay. He does phenomenal work, but they didn't give him those angles. Uh, to get on my social media it was daniel blair got screwed and who is this rutledge wood guy all over my tv but it really wasn't like that (laughs) you're like one time emma at daytona like he interviewed the woman who like rips tickets at the daytona 500 and she was like 87 years old and she had like ripped the tickets at like every daytona 500 since it started in like the beach race and i was like dude that's no one is getting that scoop that's impressive but uh it didn't work this time uh because his scoops were you know, the standard stuff, you know, tires, um, right. roll-offs, but whatever. Like, he only chimed in a few times. Okay. He, didn't, he did not bump Daniel out of the broadcast. Okay, good. Yeah. So people on my Twitter were wrong, not shockingly. I don't... I mean, Daniel chimed in. I remember Daniel, for example, talking about Brayton was 20th in qualifying and then got a good start, so it wasn't like his microphone was off. Okay, all right. Yeah, And Will yeah. was still involved, obviously. Yeah, hey, one other thing that I've noticed here. So, Jet Lawrence is pandering to the crowd during his tv interviews and it sounds loud on tv and i'm like man the crowd freaking loves this guy but then i realized something i'm pretty sure this is the first time where the tv interviews are being heard by the crowd so that's never existed before there's never been a writer says hey i just want to thank the fans and then you hear them cheer because the fans never heard them and you couldn't prod them like that but so we- jet figured this out I don't know. I, I'm not happy with Jet and everything that's going on in the merch side of things right now. So, Oh, really? Oh, the merch or the merch? The merch and the merch. <laughs> because uh, I've yet to get my donut socks that I was promised three weeks ago. So, oh, you're going to get free? Free one? Yeah. Why? Uh, you know, I'm a mountain bike guy and I'm, I'm going to... It's been three weeks and you're upset? Yeah. Wow. Yes. And, uh, yeah. This yep. is where we are with Steve these yep. days. Yep. And yeah. JT... Sure. What is going on with your state and these freaking tolls? This, like, is, this has been going on for decades. When you roll up to these... But okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I, you what know happened, I will. What happened to the people that used to work at the toll booths? Are they gone? Budget cuts, yeah. But, so there used to be people there. Correct. Okay, because I blew three to four tolls because yep. I don't have change on me. Yeah, they'll charge you. Great, and I'll probably get charged more because yeah. I blew these. They'll charge your rental car company. They just, yeah, it was just a budget thing. How do they expect people to have the change on they them? They don't. I mean, it's, they it, don't. It, okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Weege? I don't even want to, this, there is maybe nothing, nothing in the world <laughs> at any topic that gets me more oh, wow. mad than the exact coin only told. Don't make me do this. I had no idea. I didn't know oh, this was yeah, sensitive. Man. It's it's going to go away. It, eventually, it's going to be all toll by plate. It's a slowly, it's changing. You can't not have somebody there. Oh yeah, they can. They do and everywhere. Then, and expect people to get the right. No, change. you just go. You just go. You just go. Yeah. But I'm going to get charged. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're still going to pay. It, yeah, but you're going to pay a fine for something that you didn't like. How are you supposed to know? This all started. This is where it all started. There is an exit for Chicago O'Hare Airport. And the exit to go to the airport is an exact coin-only toll. And I'm like, this is an exit for the airport. 
We have metal detectors. People try not to have coins on them when they're getting on a plane. So this doesn't make sense. And Hold then on. I noticed you're, you're blaming the airport security for not having change to pay the toll. That's you're now you're you're reaching a tiny bit. Okay. Again, we have to go through metal de- like why why well, I'm going to grab I'm going to quarters in case I need them on my um, on my 3-day weekend trip. You don't have a bag? Why would I I don't need change. I don't need change for my business trip. You and then a, you don't have a bag? This is the best they could come up with. You ready? Ready? You when you rent a car, Chicago here. They just stick giant signs inside each rental car building that says, attention, there will be a coin-only toll on your way to return your car. That's the best they can do. It's the best we can do. What do we think? We can't do anything about it. You can't put, they don't have the technology, and then I'm even madder because when I go to New Jersey, they switch to the same system. All I'm asking, a machine, does this exist, that you can put a dollar bill into and it makes change? Does this exist or no? no? They haven't no, invented No, this? no, The arcades proved long ago in the 70s and 80s that those those machines don't work. That's <laughs> all I want. I, Let me put a 5 or a 10. I don't even care if you give me the change because if, even if you kept the change, it would be cheaper than the fine. I swear to you, the last time I was in Florida driving around this area, there You're were correct. people in these booths. There used to be. And then I'm like, hey, cool, no problem. I don't have a problem with paying the tolls, but you can't expect yeah. me to roll. So now I'm going to get four to five notices at my rental car and then Hertz is going to charge me a processing fee and I'm, I'm I don't think so I don't think so because I get charged by Avis all the time for toll by plate yep they just and it's just 75 just whatever cents cost. or whatever yeah whatever the toll was because in Houston uh, we got out of his the tolls every single time yes. and yes. I was charged uh, $40 in tolls yep. for, our, for our week in Houston and Hertz charged me a $75 processing fee $75 yes. You need to switch agencies. I could not. You know they're bankrupt, right? Yeah, I know. You need I, to get well, out of there. They're trying to get out of bankruptcy this way. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll update our listeners. I bet you I get charged 75 cents and then a $2 processing So Avis, Avis cars come with a slide thing. Yeah. You open it. Yeah. And then you just go no, toll by plate. That's what I had everywhere. in Houston. I, I still got $75. Yes. Just for the right to of Hertz to, to, to process yes. my, my plate. Wow. That is not a When I policy. got my rental car in Houston, they said, this has a thing in the windshield. If you open it and use it, it is $11 a day to use that thing in addition to the toll. Yeah, you guys need, to, that so, you guys need to switch to is Avis. Does that hurts? Uh, oh, man, I thought it might have been Avis, but uh, right. you saw what my move was. Oh, I saw what your move was. Yeah, yeah let's pass it off yeah. on Matthew. <laughs> yes, well, park your car and never use it again. This, yep. Uh, yep. What, what do we think a toll person makes? A year, uh, or an hour, I should say. What does a toll person make an hour? $10? So they need 10 cars to go through that to pay the person's salary, and then everything is a profit? Yeah, I, this is I this has been a couple years, but I noticed the same thing. I was like, what? And then I was just like, I, uh, I sat there for like a good five minutes trying to figure out what to do the first time, and I'm like, I guess I got to go. And I uh, just went. It's un- insane. These tolls are insane. So today, let me tell you, you don't want to be the one in New Jersey stopped at a toll, confused, oh. not knowing what to do. Oh, when so many horns. People behind you. So many yeah, horns. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, so. or Chicago, they're not. Hey, my grandfather was actually a toll collector on the New Jersey Turnpike, and uh, I can tell you why uh, the tolls are so expensive. Um, the amount of money my grandfather made and his pension and his retirement and his benefits was uh, absolutely outrageous, the kind of money he made. So, uh, Oh, so it's like a highly paid job. Jersey, that's how we do it. Oh wow! Huh? Okay. Speaking of the horns, oh, bro, union. Speaking of the union, horns, baby. My oh, dad and I driving uh, the box van. We used to have driving through New Jersey Turnpike. 
we went into one of the lanes and the box fan was too wide. So <laughs> I had to get out and then go ask everyone behind us to back up oh. and go around oh. because we had to back up right. and get out. Oh. And yes, there were sev- there were things I'd never heard before said to me yeah. in that, that whole ordeal. I, I can imagine. I can, I can, I can guard for yes. life. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I blew through many tolls in the box fan days, you yep. know, bird wall days. I'm like, ah, see you later. But you know, this one, I've got the rent. The only so. one I definitely remember was some guy, some guy called me a jabroni. <laughs> jabroni. Really? Yeah. I got hit with a jabroni. <laughs> it's a wrestling term. <laughs> <laughs> I used to argue my, my uh, grandfather would tell me how great the unions were. And he would tell me how much money he was making and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're just standing there over a basket and watching people throw coins into it. And every once in a while, you get a break of five. And oh. he's like, I'm responsible for trillions of dollars, Jake. <laughs> and I'm like, the road is responsible for trillions of dollars. The road is. The dollars. They're not, they're, they're not giving you the trillions of dollars, Eddie. It's the road. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, I, hey, I, uh... The best part was my mom once. Uh, my mom, who has benefited greatly from how much money her dad made, right? Yep. Then once went to the New Jersey Capitol in Trenton to like protest how much money all these union people make, <laughs> and I'm like, you realize that was the money you grew up on? Wow. <laughs> I I uh, I've cursed JT four to five times already because it's his state that is not employing people mm-hmm. to. So okay, I threw fifty cents into a seventy-five cent one. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Nothing. You just threw fifty cents away. They won't. Credit me the 50? No. Yeah, it's bullshit. Complete bullshit. All right. Uh, that's been Orlando 1. Pulp MX Show tomorrow night. Uh, in studio, JT and I will be once again debating Joe Robbie Stadium for two to three hours tomorrow night. On a <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the W. Oh. I'm going to give you the Oh, I get the W yeah. each. I may be a bit argumentative. So I'm just yeah. going to. Yeah, you think? I'm just going to give you the W. You're not. You are also. No, you are. And you're shitting on Troll. <laughs> he's arguing that he's not argumentative. <laughs> All right, Weege. Uh, wish, wish you were here, Weege. <laughs> uh, not after that stadium argument. I'm glad I'm where I am. Uh, all right. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to uh, our sponsors, of course, Orlando One Recap. Thanks, Weege. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much 
better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.